It's the BBP TV show since 2012, where amazing guests share their digital adventures. Who will we meet today? Small biz influencer? Up-and-coming trendsetter? Accomplished author? You never know who'll be dropping by. And now, here's your host, Elaine Lindsay, the bionic glamourpreneur with Truel Social Media, who's the second most curious person on the planet. Hello, hello. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm really super excited today because, one, this is my amazing guest, Sean Prue. Hello. Hey, nice to see you. And it's our 100th episode. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> That's a big commitment. It is a big commitment, but... You know, I have been doing it for eight years, so I did kind of take my time. I'm honored that I'm the hundredth. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I've certainly wanted to have you on for quite some time. Thank you for having me. Well, what I'd love to do first, I want to give you, and this is a bit of a condensed version, all about Sean. And I say condensed because I don't know anybody else that's wrapped this much life into this little time on the planet. So just bear with me and I'm gonna go through a whole bunch. Sean has been titled by Huffington Post, actually, Canada's Gay Oprah. He says, the thoughts we have in our heads are the only things we can control. And with that, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit of a while. Sean began in finance, and although he didn't finish high school, he did really, really well in finance. He's gone on to claim the media and entertainment world as one of the most versatile talents we have. Sean has credits as a television host and personality, a producer, radio host, motivational speaker, columnist, author, publisher, actor, live event host, spokesperson, life coach and an activist for the issues of mental health, animal rights, and HIV stigma. Sean, that's not it. He hosts the Sean Prusso on Canada Talks channel 167. That's his weekly Sirius XM talk show. And it's been said, Sean truly is the poster boy for creating success by your own design. I have to say, I just am so, so honored to have you here. Oh, the pleasure is mine, and I'm exhausted hearing that bio. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's wonderful that you you pack so much into everything. And, and honestly, that's what attracted me the very first time I met you. Uh, when you spoke at the uh, at Kathy Donovan's event, yes, uh, yeah, that was a few years ago, and I was well. For one, I just wanted to hug you. I think I said that to you after. Um, you were just so real, and it's sometimes quite rare to have someone speak, and when you get to talk to them after, they're just exactly the same as they were on Thank stage. You. And I super appreciate that. So I said a whole bunch of things about you and probably had, heads are spinning here. It's like, oh, my God. So let's start. Let's kind of go back. And I know you, like me, didn't finish high school. 
Nope. Um, I, my brain was ahead of myself. You said you failed math in grade 10. Yes. These things I happen. I still fail it today. <laughs> yeah, and, and yet, where did you go? Finance. Finance. I know. But that was a, um, that was more about people skills than it was about the numbers and it was um about managing things as opposed to really although the best thing about that was that it taught me if i'm doing something and i'm successful at it working for somebody else and successful at something that i'm not good at what could i do if i pursued something where i used what i was good at working for me and so it was around 2000 y2k if everybody remembers that was in the air and change and you know new beginnings and i just thought bye and um reinvented myself wow was that terrifying to to suddenly because you you made a real go of it you you made lots of money i did i was making a lot of money um you know i sold my house and um, I think I made $15,000 the first year that I was out on my own, excuse me. <clears throat> and at the same time though, I was doing what I loved mm-hmm. and I was happy. And I was authentically happy because when I was working in finance before, I had a blast. I, I was good at what I was doing. I was good with people. I got to travel. I got to meet amazing people um, in my early 20s too. So. All that money around you and stuff was super glamorous and um and so i did really well but that's not the same as authentically being happy right i i, I was doing really well but i was also the guy who had had to go shopping at the end of every day like i did not have oh. a day when i did not come home with a pretty shopping bag in my hand and i was filling a hole i realized um in my life there was something i needed that high that whatever so when you're doing what you love and what you're good at, that's where you get your real high from all the time. And so was I scared? Um, I was too busy being happy. I was too busy with the thrill of it all, I think. And what what was that first after finance job? What did you do? Oh, I did anything. Um, I, uh, I, I remember I wrote for some people in finance who okay. needed copywriting done. I remember I had my first boss in finance uh, was this powerhouse named Bobby Benson. And we remained friends. And I went into her office one day. <laughs> it was just a pigsty. She couldn't oh. find anything. So I cleaned her office for her. Oh. Um, I got um, cast in a play right off the bat. I had auditioned while I was in finance for this. It was a lead role in a play um, that played just around the corner for me, actually. Um, and the day I began my new life, when I was no longer in finance, day one, the phone rang at 9 a.m. And it was the director telling me that I had got the part. And so I'm a big, you know, look for the signs. This is an obvious one. And I just thought 9 a.m., first day out, and I just got this news. And my friends were all laughing, going, oh, you're just already doing it? Um, but I was, and and um, and I, I took that as an eternal sign that I was on the right path and not to look back. Absolutely. That that's to me, that's the definition of doing what you're meant to do. Mm -hmm. 
Because when you find that, the universe just makes it so easy. The universe wants you to be happy and it will show you along the way. It'll give you pats on the back along the way. Like, for example, I was um, obsessed with the 80s soap opera dynasty and more oh, yeah. obsessed with Joan Collins. And, you know, because <laughs> still am. And um, so there was a time when she was in the city and I got to meet her and interview her. Oh. And that that held such meaning for me to have Alexis Carrington <laughs> in a photo right here with my arm around her. Um, and then I was also um, growing up my, my um, salvation between high school, which was kind of a rough ride and going home. And my dad was an alcoholic, so kind of a rough ride. You never knew what was happening there. My salvation was the young and the restless yes. in there. And there have been, I know uh, cast members there now. I'm friends with a couple. I've been on the set. And the, when I was on the set, though, and I'm in Genoa City, wow. I just was like, I can't believe. But it's the universe. It's the universe going, yeah. keep going, keep going. Yeah. And, and, I, and people watching this out doing their own thing, you have to look for those signs uh, that might not mean anything to anyone else that hold real deep personal meaning for you because you're getting them if you're doing what you love. I promise you that. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> it's like manna from heaven for me. Some of us, it took a lot longer. The universe had to sort of kick us into place <laughs> before we got to do what we really wanted to do. What made it so, I don't know, to me, it's like you always had some knowing. There, there was this inner knowing. Um, I've that's one thing that I can say that has been consistent in my twenty-year ride doing my own thing, has been I believe in myself, and that is a must. You can't be walking around thinking I'm not good enough, or who do I think I am, or this isn't going to work for me. You have to have again authentic belief in yourself and there's just one thing I just knew that I was good at words whether it was performing them or speaking them or writing them that's my thing and so I just kept plugging at it and I did so many small things like none of, of no interest to anyone listening you know I'd write for free for papers you know yeah. local music papers or whatever I was just busting down doors all the time and you, you have to believe yourself that way i mean even my sirius xm show that i have now i busted the door down and my my boss there now would say no you didn't but i i did i had to go and really get his attention and and, and pitch it and lots of people were so you really but you really have yeah. to be consistent um i had an afternoon drive show on a station called proud of famine they were located just at yeah. the corner of church and Wolsey over here and I was pitching myself really hard for a show there, and so were a lot of other people. But later on, it became a joke with the program director who did hire me. He was like, we were under construction. I'm like covered in dust. I turn around, there's Sean Prue with a hard hat on and his pit. Just construction rubble. And some people aren't willing to do that and or, or are too shy to do that or think it's pestering to do that. But this, you, you've got to get the attention of the people who can bring you to the next level um, because otherwise you're just going to stay on the same rung of the ladder at all times, I think.
Absolutely. Absolutely. So from this, this inner knowing, I think you've, you've taken it into the realm of more uh, a type of spirituality. And uh, I take it, Oprah had a lot to do with that. Oprah speaks my language. I speak that language. Uh, what she says resonates with me. And um, people were always really interested in how did you reinvent yourself and, and do yeah. these fantastic things that you get to do. And so um, there came a time after I turned 40 where I was thinking about how I would rather share what I've learned since people are interested than just keep doing random stuff. And so I've gotten very focused. I'm still very much myself, but I'm focused on um, encouraging others. I believe with everything I know that we can all be, do, and have anything. And I'm a high school dropout, failed grade 10 math. Uh, I arrived in the city with zero self-esteem and I lead a very happy, blessed life now that has magic imbued in it all the time and I get surreal experiences and I just think if I can do it you can do it I know that I know that and and I know I know you'll agree with me when you're open to and grateful for what's yeah. around you yes okay I I'm like um I said he's snow white or whatever with the dwarves Every morning, the dog and I go on the deck at the front of the house and we feed the chipmunks and the squirrels and the bunnies and, and the birds. Although there's a raven, I'm Grumpy walks by. <laughs> People are always walking by looking going, there's bunnies right there. It's like, hmm. But there's a raven who's actually bigger than my dog. A raven? So, yeah. Where do you live? <laughs> enchanted forest <laughs> yeah the enchanted forest in eastern ottawa uh, <laughs> no we're we're just in the suburb i mean it's nice. slightly older and and you know it's not like there's big trees or forest or anything but we do have a fair amount of wildlife and to me that starts my day with massive yes. gratitude mm -hmm. okay we we keep them in peanuts and <laughs> bird seed and this year my husband took and made a recipe for hummingbirds so now we have hummingbirds too. oh lovely i love hummingbirds yeah yeah so you know i i totally understand and and that i think is what drew me to you because you you were walking that same walk and you were yes. you were talking it and it was like oh my god it's so so true and in a sense, um, there's a bit of work to it because we're conditioned to live in, in a different kind of perspective where we're fed a diet of news that is never good. Uh, we are surrounded by people who complain uh, and then go to an online chat group to complain some more. It's, it's not a positive uh, supported world that way. So you, you do have to do the work. And even in the early days when I first left finance, I was doing like the artist way, which is a kind of tough 12 week course by Julia Cameron and the morning pages and the, my gratitude journal, <clears throat> getting myself in because, and, and people who've watched you are probably well aware of this um, truth uh, that's supported by quantum physics 
we're always uh, we're vibrational in nature. We think we're flesh, blood, and bones, but we're mostly vibration, and our thoughts even have vibration. And so, if you take the <coughs> excuse me, if you take the time to tune your dial to gratitude. Universe likes to be appreciated and you get more of what you're paying attention to. Yeah. Like what you're paying attention to expands. And so for me, I just, I want my best life and I don't want to um, go to my death with regret. And so when you know how things work, like it's like talking to a computer. This is Louise L. Hay, the godmother of metaphysics used to say this, talking to the computer. You tell it, you talk to it properly, it performs miracle functions. You don't talk to it properly, it doesn't do what you want to do. And it's it's exactly like that. And so I do try and find, and I'm not, listen, I have my bad days. I'm a, I'm a, um, an, an ex-drama queen. I can still doll that up um, with the... <laughs> Uh, with ease um, and and I have challenges and problems that and especially some on subjects that are important to me that are just like hot button ones they come along and you know my best of friends have seen me at my worst um, but in the background at all times when anything's going on I know that all is well everything's working out for my highest good out of this experience only good is going to come and I'm safe and that's the sort of key, I think, is to not let the circumstance drive you into whatever despair or disempowerment or depression or whatever. You've got to believe and, and have faith. And faith is, is believing that something is going to happen without the manifestation physically of it yet. And so you just have to believe that the better days are ahead, that this too shall pass. And experience is just that. It has a finite time. This experience will end. And um, doesn't make you stop crying sometimes. Doesn't make you, you know, not upset sometimes. But if you've got that in the back, then you can keep going. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's, it's what you're saying is absolutely correct. It's about the congruence yes. of maintaining. Yes your your own bubble yes okay you you're just like me you believe we create our reality we do and and maintaining that bubble no matter what's going on yes does take work yes especially in these times i mean we've got the the riots in the states the protesting in the states we've got donald trump at the helm we've had a global pandemic what are you going to do though are you going to just wallow over here in the bad or are you gonna find ways to consider what's going on that feel pleasing to you? And I'm not talking yippee skippy Pollyanna stuff and that kind of stuff, crap. I'm talking about, you know, for example, with the, the riots and the protesting, I can already see the unfolding of very good things. Yeah. I can already hear really good conversations going on that are, are well overdue. And there's been a lot of positive effect to that. So we can look at that and go, oh my God, this place is falling apart. We're all falling apart. Or is humanity coming back in a better way than ever before? Same with COVID. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good things around COVID and still are. Well, I, I yeah, I think the universe has put humanity in the corner. <laughs> I, 
you know, you can get off the, the stool when, yeah. when you realize and, and agree, because in my mind, it's different than when I was a child. Okay. I, I come from Britain, from lower class people who only knew their insular group. Yes. Okay. And yeah, systemic racism, absolutely. Yes. 50s, 60s, 70s. We know better, so we can do better. Yes. And the fact is, there's only one species. We're human, period. I say this a lot because it doesn't matter whether you're black or brown or yellow or, in my case, I'm polka dot. I'm all polka dot. Okay? Comes from what I've lived through. But all of me is polka dot. And I guess me, I may be the only one, somewhat like a giraffe. But like you, I think there's so much good has started to come from this mm -hmm. because people realize it's not a matter of just saying you believe in diversity or, or even equality. It's about, you know what, we, we have to dump all that old stuff because let's face it, white privilege is a thing. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Whether we like it or not, it just is. So going forward from there, I think is going to be Pretty amazing. Well, listen to everything that you've just said. That's that's a perspective that's valid. It's not yippy skippy. It's true. And yeah. so to the earlier point, this is the choice that everybody has is to um, control how they react. And you said it in your introduction um, that I, what I know to be true is that your thoughts are the only thing you can control. We are always looking for some sort of sense of control in our lives. We try to control other people, our circumstances, everything around us. And we exhaust ourselves and make ourselves sick sometimes in the doing. The only thing you have control over are your thoughts. Yeah. That's it. That's really it and how you think of it. And I've got a friend who um, has been going through a work transition. And I've been marveling at how, because when I first met him, it would have thrown him. And he's really got grounded and everything's been a blessing. He got an, an, another opportunity somewhere else. He turned it down. He just really got into a zone of empowerment. And that was from controlling his thoughts yeah. and not going all crazy um, when stuff wasn't working out his way or when change was happening. Absolutely. And, and that's really good segue into where I want to go. We're going to explore your thought revolution. Oh, let's do that. Now, yeah, it's been a few years since yes. I, I think I think I I heard you once say when you blurted it out. I blurted it out. Yeah, you were on a, a an interview, and you you put out the words "thought revolution" and thought, okay, that's right. a good. Name. Well, I was diagnosed. HIV positive in 2005, and uh, I'm now undetectable, which is a different thing. Yes. It means if people don't know that you can't spread the virus, you can't transmit the virus, yes. they can't find the virus in you anymore. Yeah. It's a huge miracle in, in yes. that subject. Um, but I kept it to myself for many years, not because I was ashamed of it. I wasn't. I was quite peaceful with it. But because I just didn't want, as I was building a career that, that had public elements to it, to have that on me as a label. Yeah. And, but after a while, the sort of um, 
keeping something secret had the or keeping something private had the weight of a secret. Yes. And I decided for various reasons to come out, and it was in an interview with uh, Matt Galloway on CBC, right. and uh, that's when it came to be. Because as I was talking, I suddenly realized, and I think I probably said this in the interview, that that HIV um, is a great metaphor, and the way we're we the, the issue with stigma. I had been working, um, I was the chair of the AIDS walk that summer. And I was amazed at how many people were stigmatizing themselves, accepting stigmatization and stigmatizing others because of what was for most of them, a human act that everyone has done that I know of. Um, No, but really, and, and that's my thinking. I'd never, I'd never been unkind to myself about this. And so, I saw that as a, a great sort of metaphor for um, beating yourself up and each other uh, up for their bank balance, for your big hips, for your divorce, for your crappy job. And we, we all um, need to take a breath and be kinder to each other and kinder to ourselves. And so in that, I think I probably called it the thought revolution. And that kind of stuck and it matches with what i I say and believe that your thoughts are the, the only thing you can control. And when you can think thoughts that soothe you <clears throat> or feel better to you about a subject that's kind of ornery and picking at you, you can change uh, the trajectory of your life, right? And so that's why I like the word revolution because you really do cause a revolution within your own life. And you can be doing that on good subjects, bad subjects all day, every day. It's, it's your choice. To have a thought revolution. It's, it's such a, a great way to put it, and and I think it's very apropos right now. Yes, we're having a lot of ooh, we're having, there is a major thought revolution going on. But how true, how yeah. true. That's all that's going on is people are thinking differently yeah. about important subjects, um, like the subject of white privilege. When it came to my attention. I didn't understand it and I got my back up about it at first. And I really feel like I've come a long way and I have a far greater understanding um, of my privilege and and being complicit um, in its use, but not in helping others. And that's a thought revolution, going from having your back up about something to getting it in a different way that serves you better is a thought revolution. Absolutely. Wow. Hmm. You want it to serve you better. You don't want to have a thought revolution backwards. You don't want things to be good. (laughs) You want it to be about whatever's, whatever's like money, what what relationships, your health, you know, if you're not feeling well and, and, and you can at least say my body knows what it's doing. It's a start of a revolution. It you know, is. I like the idea of feeling better. That's, a, that's more yeah. revolution going on. I, I like your turn the dial, and and for me, it's it's about mm-hmm. it's always about the vibration. Yes. Okay. I worked with a spiritual advisor since two thousand and four. Yeah, my son calls her the holistic missile. <laughs> and, uh, she uh, gave us an exercise that you can use when you go in to do to speak or you go into a board meeting or 
and there's somebody at the table that's really grumpy, you know, their vibration's really low. That tends to pull everybody down. Yeah. If you go in and consciously think that your vibration's really high and you're excited and this is going to be great, you basically infect everybody in the yes, room. Yes, you do. And, and it's amazing. The reason why you do is back to science. It measures vibration in what's called hertz. And so um, high vibe stuff, which is all your positive emotions, yeah. hope, optimism, love. feeling frisky, feeling confident, feeling love, which is the highest vibration of them all, is reads at a far higher hertz level yeah. than negative emotions. So when you've got someone who's grumpy in the room, they're just emitting at a paltry level. You come in with your honest, higher vibrating self, you squash it. Yeah. And, and that, that poor bugger probably can't help but kind of be charmed and, and lured by you. <laughs> Bring them all along with you. Um, something you said somewhere else, you'd think I did nothing but stalk you, you know? Um, <laughs> something about, you use the term rampage of appreciation. Oh, that just blew my mind. I thought that was incredible. And you talk about 17 seconds. So those, those, both those terms, the credit is due to Abraham Hicks, the authors of yes. the okay. Law of Attraction books who use the idea of a rampage of appreciation. So when you're already in an appreciative state, um, go on a rampage. So you're feeling good, feel, milk it because you only have to, so that, that bugger in the boardroom who's on his low vibing, right? He only needs about 17 seconds of you to change his set point, to change his, his vibrational energy. And that's the amount, just the small amount of, of time is all that's required. So if you are going and you're walking your dog and life feels good and stuff like that, well, keep going. Like, look at that beautiful flower over there. I'm almost home. I get to do this that I love. I'm almost home. I get to see this that I love. And you just go, look at this beautiful sky. Look at these birds. Look at these flowers. I love this time of year. It's so fragrant out. And you hold that for 17 seconds and feeling appreciation for things. I have a really good life. This is amazing. I feel so good. I can feel my vibration changing. Yeah. Um, you do that for 17 seconds and you literally change your set point of attraction. You raise your vibe, you raise your vibe, you raise your vibe. And everything that you want in life is because you think you're going to feel better if you have it, right? Everything, whether it's the new job, the new partner, the new bank account, the new waist size, the new car, you think you're going to feel better in having of it and having it. So that's why this works because the better you feel, the more you line up with the things that you want, they can't come to you. They have to match vibrationally vibration is attracted to vibration. And so the things that you want are all lined up at the door, but you just have to get to be the person who is already in the zone of the prize because it's people think, give me the prize and then I'll be happy. Yeah. You've got to get into it as though you already are, right? Yeah. So you look at wealthy people, they, they get more wealthy and, and it's because they're just not even thinking about yeah. loss of money. They're not thinking um, poverty thoughts. Yes. Thinking poverty thoughts. So the person who's 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 thinking about lack of, of, of everything is not attracting wealth. They're attracting lack of everything and proof of it all the time. 
See, in really simple terms, to me, that is, um, the universe doesn't really have, there's nothing about time or circumstance. No. So if you're thinking, oh, I really need some money, the universe kind of goes, eh, okay, you want to yeah. need money. Okay, keep going. Here's, <laughs> have fun. Need. Here's more need. Yeah. yeah. And, and you'll stay there when you can put yourself in a place of thoroughly enjoying, you know, for me, having a holiday with the grandkids yes. where there's someone to look after them. Um, not me. Um, not me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, adore them, but we, we need someone else. But all of that, envisioning all the good bits and, and the feelings. Yes. And that's where I wanted to get because that that is something that you are always talking about. And it's so important is living our feelings, acknowledging our feelings, being in our feelings. The feeling is the manifestation. Yeah. It's not the car. It's not the bank account. It's not the partner. It's not the vacation. It's not the whatever. Yeah. You, the feeling itself is a manifestation. You want to almost do this because feeling good feels so good, yeah. right? That you just refuse to have a life. And I'm, I'm lucky in a couple of ways. My, my, my father, unfortunately, passed when I was um, 17 in front of me at 49 years of age. Oh. And that planted a subconscious mes message I now realize, it took me a long time to realize, because I've played my life with an amount of risk. I've played my life with an amount of carefree, um, happy-go-lucky, free spirit kind of vibe. And I think it was seeing that tomorrow's not a promise. Yes. That, that changed me, I think, for the better. Yeah. And so... I just don't want to look back on my life and think that I've squandered any of the precious time that I have feeling anything less than pretty damn good. And, you know, all we have is this now moment. Like the only thing that's going on, Elaine, right now between you and I is this now moment. There's nothing else going. Past is over. Future hasn't happened yet. This is, this is all that's going on. And so if you can say that I'm happy in this now moment, and I am happy in this now moment, and I hope you are too, then life is just a string of moments and yes. and you want that string to have always been mostly happy mostly joyful yeah. and when you're in the past and you're feeling depressed when you're in the future you're feeling anxious you have to be in the now and just appreciating everything that's going on well yeah because you don't want to miss you know living living in these moments is in these little moments that the most incredible things happen. Yeah. What you say, you know, don't not being attached to the outcome is really what it is. The the car or house or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever is to me extraneous to how you feel. Well, I was supposed to um, spend several months in LA this year, <clears throat> starting after Christmas. And it didn't pan out, and I was really bummed about it for a little while, right? And that's a great example of, like, life's like not perfect. Yeah. I was so bummed, and um, then I realized there's a reason, and I don't know what that is, but I'm not supposed to be there. I'm always in the right place at the right time. COVID came. Yes. Everything that's going on now has come. And I could not imagine being stuck oh anywhere God. but home, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And when all this was unfolding and people were getting sick and, and, and the, the, the sickness in, in the States, especially, I'm so grateful I'm not, was not in yeah. LA and stuck there, right? And so I can see now why I was kept here. And that's just a, a great example of how I didn't understand, I was bummed, blah, blah, blah. But I just had the faith that it was the right move for me to stay put. And indeed it was, you can look back and see that now. And that's all this is about, this kind of conversation. It's chilling yeah. the hell out. Yeah, yeah. it is just- Dial yeah. it down. Don't I mean, my drama was up about it. I was really internally, especially. Oh, yeah. But you dial it down eventually, and then you get to understand the why. And I think that's important, though, that what you just said, because I don't want people to think you're not saying you have to be perfectly happy all the time. You're, no. you're acknowledging, yes, yeah, sometimes we get in drama. You know, yes. it's it's how and how quickly you get yourself out yes. of reaction. Yes. You're still going to meet the buggers. You're yeah. still going to have the awful circumstances. You're still going to have a problem. Things are not going to go your way all the time. But if you can just know that life always works out for me, and here's your um, evidence, you're still here. Yeah. You're still doing you. Life has always worked out. Everything that's ever happened to you has found its way clear. Yep. Right? And so it will continue that way. And, and sometimes that problem will feel too big for that. Um, yeah. kind of idea, but watch how it unfolds. It always works out for you. And if you can just have that notion going on on a 24 seven basis and believe it, and then remember the evidence when it comes up so that the next time crap happens to you, you know, this is just an experience. It's got a, an end date to it. I've, I've survived and thrived in all my experiences. This one's going to be just the same. I don't like what I'm seeing, but it's for a good reason. You know, so take the lesson and move on. Yes, I appreciate that you, the universe knows what's best for me, yeah. even when I don't. Yeah, right. I've got a strong hand at my back with the universe. Yeah, you, you talk. We talk to ourselves all day. Yes, we talk to ourselves all day. Um, Why not make it good? Good bits. Make it good. Yeah. Make it good. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. I, I honestly. I think you've always been wise beyond your years. That's kind of you to say. Really, it's it's um, you you you're well, definitely a bit of a, a visionary, who I think this thought revolution is an incredible movement for you to lead, because you are the embodiment of what you're espousing. Thank you. And and that's really rare. Thank you, Elaine. That's very kind of you to say. Um, it's really rare. <laughs> and, I'm and... going to come back next week. Oh, good, <laughs> good. Woohoo! Woo um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> I, I'm honest, honestly, for one of the few times in my life, I'm at a loss for words because I, I am just feeling so thrilled that we've had this great discussion and it's it's everything i wanted it to be everything i envisioned it to be and more in the moment i'm so which, glad and especially is, on your 100th episode well yeah <laughs> yeah 
here we are at 100 with an amazing guest. Okay, so I'm going to lighten the mood for okay. a bit. Because um, I've wanted to ask you this now for ages. I know you've interviewed lots and lots of people. You even got to interview Oprah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, and, and you spoke in New York. Yes. Martha Henderson. Uh, no, that was um, at the Men and Masculinities Conference. And um, uh, oh gosh, she's slipping Jane Fonda. Oh. Uh, Sally Steinem, Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem. Um, we're there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, there's so much there. Did you ever want to interview RuPaul? Of course. Oh, good. Because <laughs> Little Bird told me you don't watch Drag Race. Well, so I've interviewed RuPaul about three times. Oh, wow. Before, yeah. I don't. I I um, don't watch Drag Race. I think I'm the only gay who doesn't. Um, but I I'm too busy with the Real Housewives. <laughs> ah, there we go. There's only so many guilty pleasures you can have, and I'll watch the Real Housewives of anywhere, anytime. And so after a while, you know, you gotta pick and choose. But I, I actually just watched with a mate of mine sat me down and, and put a couple of episodes on. I'd seen I'd seen earlier ones, bits and pieces yeah. and stuff like that. But I um, I like RuPaul. I've interviewed him you know, three times. Uh, once he had on a wig that was so huge that our interview took place in one of those vans that they use to transport luggage from yeah. the airport to the hotel, and we all get in the van and you know really wide. Yeah. And she was on her way to a gig here in Toronto, and we sat in the back of the the van and, and chatted and I interviewed her but her but the, the reason she wasn't in a car or in a taxi <laughs> or whatever is because yeah. the hair was so big oh, wow. it wouldn't fit yeah. yeah oh that's amazing um he he's someone that that I I really like too he's uh, someone um who's very talented. the exact same stuff that we're talking about yeah the exact same stuff in fact one of the the interviews that Oprah's done recently that I enjoyed the most was with the Paul Yes. And if you listen to this, if the people are watching and, and haven't heard this or seen this yet, look it up and have a look because it's everything that Elaine and I are talking about. He's very into the same ideas. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and like you, he's had a, a, a multifaceted career. Yes. You know, he's a songwriter. He's he's done so many things like you. He has he has better hair than me. <laughs> <laughs> Better wigs. <laughs> okay. So not, no, you've got good hair. You've got good hair. You and my COVID cut? My roommate did Yes, yes, I, I like your COVID cut. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I desperately need a cut. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, oh tomorrow. Tomorrow. And my kingdom for a pedicure. Yeah, oh, yeah that too. That too. Um, it, it's hard when you have oddly colored hair. I know you. You always have. I, was, I thought to myself, I wonder what color hair you're going to have today. Well, so every time I see you, just a little washed out. Washed out. I know. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. The salon is opening soon. We will. And and it it's a different world that we have now, and I think I like it. I yeah. I think there's <clears> a lot <throat> of things are 
actually kind of exciting. Very much. The planet yeah. has had three months to replenish itself and has just taken off. Yeah. Um, a, little, a little dangerous here. We have coyotes that are attacking people. It's not so good. Um, well, I won't get into the details, but recently I saw a wolf. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I know that they're out and about in all yeah. kinds of places, but I was somewhere and a wolf ran by <laughs> and I had not been drinking. <laughs> no, wow. Wow. Well, I grew up in right against Dan's Dells Park. Right. So I can only imagine how amazing that is right oh, now. Oh, yeah, the deer. And, and, you know, I mean, a bit of a problem, yes, but not really. It's just yeah. a sign that we've given the earth some peace. So, and, you know, the animals have the same, or they don't have the same rights, but I believe they have the right to get out and see a bit of, yeah. you know, our side of the fence. Absolutely, without having to worry about getting hit by a bus. It's it's nice to have a little less traffic for a while. It must be really nice in Toronto. I like how quiet it is. Oh, um, yeah. I don't mind the social distancing. I realize that most of my life, you've got a person here and you've got a person there and a person yeah. behind you and a person in front of you. And I was walking my dog to the, the vegetable market the other day and I stopped, you know, two raccoons or three hockey sticks or nine whatever <laughs> apart um, from the people in front of me. And I'd, I'd already slowed my walk because they were in front of me. Oh, and in the slowing of my walk, I was more in the moment. I was more in the this now moment, which is all we have. And then I was able to look around and see things that I appreciated, you know, racing by them. Yeah. And, um, and anyway, we were waiting for the traffic light to change. And I just felt calmer. Yeah. I didn't feel because the old me uh, would have been striding around. I'm very tall. I've got long legs. I strut yeah. from A to B. And um, I feel I've become a better friend in, in some ways because when you were isolated I've got friends who are a little older than me um, I was just checking in on them I don't normally check in on them um, you know just just um, yeah. and it's dawned on me and I've liked connecting with people because you had no choice but to connect with them because you're sort of isolated and, and bored sometimes and I like the reconnection and I want to spend more time making sure that I stay connected with people that I love Instead oh, of being so busy, so busy, so in my own head, you yeah. know? And, so and many benefits. Oh my God, yeah. I'm actually making a, a point of connecting every day with the people that I don't talk to often. Yes. Because, yes. yeah. Um, and it's not to negate the terrible things that have happened. No, no, no. But with great change, there comes a lot of upheaval, a yeah. lot of turmoil. And I think. I think uh, I've said this a few few different times, but I think we were screwing everything up as a mm -hmm. species. We were making the planet sick, and um, universe sent us all to our rooms yep. to think about what we've done yep. <laughs> and who we want to be when we come out. And I, I feel that strongly, and I'm grateful for it. I'm really grateful to be alive at a time like this when you know, uh, in the darker times of, of of this, I felt like I was in some sort of dark uh, comic book storyline, like what masks and viruses and we're all, the whole planet had stopped. Um, but coming out of it, I, I just, I feel like we, we've been witness to great change yeah. and how blessed we are to have had this experience. Kids who are, are experiencing this right now, 
are going to be like the best grandparents one day because they're going to have killer stories. Yeah. Oh, yes, there was a time we all had to stay inside. The whole planet? Yeah, the whole planet the had to stay inside. Yeah. Yeah. No way. You know, they're going to be fun. And, 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 um, and they'll come out and they'll be washing their hands the rest of their lives. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. The youngest grandson who's three, that's the first thing he says to anyone. Just wash your hands. hands. Yeah, um, I think they're they're going to be interesting people um, because of this experience. You, how can you not be? Absolutely, and I'm taking a a page from Tyra Banks' book and learning how to smize much better because when you've got a mask on, it's true people. And I thought. I was making a joke with a young cashier about a week ago, and he just looked at me, deadpan. Yes. I'm pretty funny. And he said, I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't hear you. You can't hear. And I thought, oh, my God. He doesn't know if I'm raging or what I'm doing. Yes. I can work on my smize. <laughs> you got to work on your smize, and I miss, I miss the mouth. I miss seeing people's yeah. mouths and, and a smile or whatever. But I, I, it's my understanding that face shields are going to be a bigger thing than masks. And I kind of like that because then we can see the whole face. Oh, yeah, but they, they're really tough on your hair. <laughs> <laughs> to my energy, I don't know if our hair is going to make it out of this, this, uh, this experience. The well, hair well, I, I don't have a lot left, so I don't want to be losing it to some massive headgear. You know, I keep noticing how bad my eyebrows are, which is why I'm wearing glasses so you can't see how bad they are. And I try and fix them. But then I get in an elevator with um, fluorescent lighting above or, you know, harsh lighting above. And that's when you can, that's where I need to bring in my tweezers because you can really see the strays, the abandoned ones. Um, these are called champagne problems in my book. Yeah. <laughs> is there an eyebrow bank for those of us that are bank? I don't know. We should have one. Start one. <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, yeah. Wow. That that is an awful lot lighter. <laughs> <laughs> See, being spiritual doesn't mean you can't be silly. Oh my God! I'm the biggest goof you're gonna meet. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the little boy side of me. I'm a big clown. Well, yeah. I tell people mentally, I'm twelve. Uh-huh. And you know what? I always think to myself, um, because and I, I've had partners um, or guys that I've dated or whatever who've been saying, everyone has always said it, you're just a little boy. You're yeah. just a goofball with your fart app, <laughs> reading it inappropriately, or your practical jokes, or, you know, your, your whatever. Oh, you got to have some fun. But I think that that, um, that I take that as a compliment because... I wouldn't have ever wanted to lose that because life is meant to be fun and Absolutely. it's meant to be joyful and it's meant to be playful and not be taken so seriously. And for a long time, I took life very, very seriously. And I still take things seriously, but it's good to, you know, let your hair down. I, I got together for a socially distanced friend, uh, distance dinner with a friend last night and we've done it a few times. I think this is our third one. And I keep sending stupid videos that <laughs> we make together that oh, always involved trying to do something real, yeah. but we have a mask on, so we can't. We're trying to drink the wine, whatever. And we're making these stupid videos. They are just immature and childish. And I send them to my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Random. 
I love it. Oh, we saw a video the other day where they actually had put a little door so they could use a straw. And see, we just all got rid of straws. We just got rid of straws. Well, yeah. I have stainless steel. That's what I have too. I like them. Yeah. Yeah, but having a little door in the mouth. <laughs> Not sure. Though that little door, you could still get. You know, virus could get in. It's like, it just seems so bizarre to have the door. Like, kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> defeats the purpose. But yeah. you can get your wine down. <laughs> so maybe oh, that's, not. That's true. That's What's true. the purpose? <laughs> yes, definitely champagne problems. Yeah. I, I have an old friend who used to say, "Oh dear God, Dorothy, your shoes are too tight." <laughs> <laughs> wise friend yes yes he is on that note wow oh wow i i've just had you here forever i could keep you forever oh, are we done we <laughs> we don't have to be <laughs> that flew by we, it did it did fly by yes i i promised i would try and keep it to 45 minutes and we're way over look at us go but yeah i i so enjoy talking to you you too Elaine. Uh, i know it's an absolute joy for other people too to be able to take in how real you are and uh, You're very kind to me thank you oh uh, it's not it's not kind of it's actually like this has been a gift for me thank you and uh i've just had a blast <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> I have to say, I thank you so much for being the 100th guest. I'm honored. That's great. Thank you um, for having me. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And I can't wait to see you IRL, so to speak. Next IRL. Time. Yeah, in real life. Oh, yes. Is that what <laughs> the kids are saying now? <laughs> well, that's, you're keeping up. Yeah, we started that years ago when we were doing Hangouts. Right, IRL. Okay. No, we called them hurls. Isn't that awful? Hurls means hang out in real life. But the term hurl just hurl. was ooh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> She's a hurl. Yeah, let's have, ooh, let's hurl. No thanks. Let's hurl. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> well, Again, I thank you so much. Yeah, I look forward to you. seeing you. And in the meantime, make the best of you today, every day. I'm Elaine Lindsay, and it's been amazing today to be here with my guest, Sean Prue. You can find out all about him and his social connections and everything on his page on BBP TV Show. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Brought to you by BBP TV Show and Troll Social, helping small biz navigate the digital world.